Yo, what's good? Welcome back to the Visionary Podcast. I am so happy that you are here. I'm so happy that you tuned in today. I am super excited about the guests we have today. I'm super excited about the topic that we're going to be on. We're continuing the lifestyle topic. We are staying in this area, and we're talking about something that I know every person goes through, something that I know no matter what person you are, no matter whether you're a Christian or a non-believer, you 100% have been in this spot. And today, we're going to be talking over how to overcome that, how to battle that feeling when you're in it, and also how to walk with God in it, and how to better yourself. We're going to be talking over the tough times in your life, the times when you don't know what to do, the times when you feel like everything's against you, where you feel like God isn't listening sometimes. And we're going to talk about how to cling to joy, how to cling to happiness, how to find happiness in that situation. And today, the man I have with me is someone who I actually met not too long ago, someone who I'm just now getting to know, but I know he is so strong and so gifted. I met him through social media, and I've seen his conversations with other people on those platforms, and he uses it so well. And so without further ado, I want to welcome you to John Diggs. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. I'm so happy you're here. So... The first thing we do, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit, talk about who you are, what you're doing, all of those things, and then also we always ask every guest, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? All right, so like you said, my name is John Diggs. Um, well, my full name is actually Jonathan Diggs, but I go by John. Uh, I'm at John the Saint on TikTok, and Saint John, Saint Dot John, and then Saint Spell with the V on Instagram. So basically what I do is I'm in college. I'm a graphic design major. I'm a junior. Um, I do TikTok, but I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a TikToker. I just share what God has placed on my heart. Uh, what else? I customize shoes. Um, I work at a nutrition shop with my family. My mom's a minister. She's a really big impact and influence on where I'm at today. And uh, yeah, so leading into the best advice that I've ever gotten would be to place discipline over motivation. And so I got that from my youth pastor. And the reason he was talking about it was because so many people were, were talking about how they struggle reading their Bible and staying consistent in their walk. And so he, he explained it to me in a way that I could relate to 100% because I, I was an athlete at the time. And he said, as an athlete, you might not always feel like going to practice and you might not always feel like working out. And that motivation that you have to get better isn't always going to be there. However, if you're disciplined, you'll do it no matter what. So working on your discipline will keep you in a position to where you're always doing what you're supposed to do, regardless of how you feel. That's it, right? That's sick. I like that a lot. That's a really good thing. And it's short enough that a lot of people can remember it too. That's, that's a really good tactic. Take that, write it down if you're listening. That's a good one. That's something that I'm learning in my own life right now. I think that's something that you never really fully grasp, for sure. You can always be better. There's always things that you can do to further yourself, to grow inside of yourself. I completely agree. I like that a lot. And so I want to go ahead and jump right into this because I know we have a lot of things to say. I know both of us are really going to roll off of each other with this. And so the first thing I want to ask is kind of, to better prepare both of us to better open up the floor to kind of just have conversation and maybe to give the person listening 
a way to relate to us. What season do you feel like you're in right now? What's what are things that God's showing you, things that God's teaching you and challenging you in in the moment? Lately, ever since I've started TikTok, well, the reason I started Christian TikTok, this Christian account was because I actually did like I had two TikTok accounts that were worldly based. And so I was all about focusing on growing me and growing, blowing myself up to this point where I could be famous. And I would try to feel gratified by the accolades and accomplishments and the people that I was reaching out to. Mm -hmm. But then things happened where it just came to light where it was like, one, I wasn't making God happy. I wasn't making Jesus happy. I was promoting the wrong things. And I was honestly promoting a lifestyle that I didn't even fully support on my own. So I quit TikTok for a little bit. I took a long break. And then recently, this past summer, I had FCA camp. And I'm a big, big FCA person. For those of you who don't know what FCA is, it means uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But you don't have to be a Christian or an athlete to join. Yeah. And so we have camps every year where people like me and uh, said we um, – can serve as huddle leaders so they take college students and they talk to middle school students as well as high school students and so I was able to serve in it and I realized that God had given me this gift that allows people to gravitate towards me because I share the word in a way that a they can understand and b makes it fun and exciting and so I've been in the season of growth so ever since camp I started this new TikTok account and I've been really growing a lot spiritually a lot more rapidly than I had been for my entire um walk with Christ really because I grew up in the church but then I ended up dying spiritually along the um along my um along me growing up and so mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of lost my way but ever since then it's been like this rapid progression of all the things that I had heard in church while growing up still being in my spirit now coming to fruition yeah and so I've just been really spending time cutting back from the world and spending time in my bible and, and asking the holy spirit to reveal things to me and so that's really where I'm at in life. I can't really complain with anything. I don't have anything that I'm really just going through right now, but it's been um, a period of refining for sure. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool because honestly, I feel like I'm kind of in the same place. Being honest, uh, starting vision, doing all the things that I've been able to do. I'm really in, I think I'm just now kind of getting out of a season where I would call it growth season and it's more of mm-hmm. sharpening now and it's like for a little while I was gathering the tools I was mm-hmm. taking the time to go around and see the things that I needed to be better in or even see the things I need to start doing that I was not even putting into action God revealing several different things to me that I needed to correct I needed to walk in and be clean and walk in in a new way and God definitely in the past probably two months has pushed me to take those things and invest in them, to take the steps of showing that dedication of I'm going to take do whatever it takes to get to that place that you need me to be, one, for this ministry, and two, for his purpose. You know, I think right. that something for me that I learned four or five months ago was the ministry's great. And I put a lot of my purpose, a lot of my time into the ministry, and it kind of took away from my own spiritual walk at times. I would Mm -hmm. make sure a graphic was done instead of make sure I read two chapters that day or one of those different scenarios. And now I flipped it because I took a break. I took a break, kind of like you did from social media or from TikTok. I took a break from vision. 
in general. I all I did was go on live one time when we had it, and then I also just led one Bible study, and that was all I did for the whole month of July. And when I did that, I focused more on myself, and I saw how much better vision was, how much better I was leading it because I was focusing on myself. And that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself, in my mind, of how you can change that mindset how you can do those things, but that's definitely the season that I'm in. And I think there's definitely growth pains in that. There's times where God has pushed me and had me in a place where I felt like I needed I needed him. I couldn't do it without him, and I never can. But at times, there is joy. At times, there is all this happiness. And I feel like I'm in that season right now of pure joy because mm-hmm. I'm living with God. I'm walking every step I can with him. I don't ever want to lose that, but also I know that in the process, there's times where I have to learn things, and I'm going to go through things, and so that's what we're talking about today. Those times when you're going through stuff, those times where you lose a close relative, or those times even where you've been praying for a long time, and you just have this weird feeling. You don't know what your purpose is. That's something we talk about a lot on this podcast and in this ministry in general because of the age group that we're around. I'm not sure what my purpose is, and I've been praying to God, and I haven't really heard it yet. But really, it's just a process, and you're in the waiting part of that process, and God has things he wants to teach you. And what we're going to talk about is a great mindset to attack that process with and to attack the different things that are going on in your life and help you get back to the side where you are happy, where you're filled with joy. Because I strongly believe that with God, you have an abnormal, supernatural happiness and joy and peace in any situation. And I've seen that firsthand through some of my friends that recently lost their father, asking them, hey, how are you doing? And both of them said, weirdly, I'm okay with it. I'm at I'm at peace right now. I really... We've gotten past the mourning and the hurting of it, and we want to do better. And I strongly feel like that's God. That's what they were telling to me. And it's so true. And so that's kind of where we're going to jump into first. We're going to talk a little bit about culture. And the question I really want to ask is, with the culture that we're seeing now, John, and the things that we're seeing is so focused on negativity, it's constantly pushing the negative outlook on things big thing right now drake and kanye beef that's a big thing that i've been seeing non-stop they would rather talk about that than the eight-year-old kid who somebody saved his life two days ago from a subway all of these different things they would rather focus on negative things and exalt sadness in a way a lot of the music that you hear now talks about being reliant on pills and being in such a sad place and talking about depression and all of those things, what? how do we separate ourselves from all of that, in your opinion? Um, I'm going to take us on a little journey here. This is the most <laughs> interesting point for me that we're going to talk about today. And so that's because I think a, a lot of people just fail to understand God's nature. And so God, he doesn't put you through things satan does what god will do Mm -hmm. is he will stretch your faith the most he'll do is put you in a situation where you have to where you have to rely on him Mm -hmm. so like my first scripture i want to take us to is john 10 10 and it says the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy i have come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly and so the first thing that you have to realize is some of these temptations and some of these struggles that you're going through 
is not something that God is putting you through to teach you a lesson. He's not going to put death on you or sickness or anything that happens to your relatives. These tough times that you're going through is not from God. And so he wants to give you life. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you his peace. It would be contradictory to have God say, I'm going to kill you one day. And I also love you. It doesn't go together. Mm -hmm. And so I think people that understand God's nature understand like these tough times are not from him. And he still cares about you and he still loves you and he's still with you 100% of the time. It's just pushing through that belief system and pushing through the thought process, though, that God left me and I'm all alone and this is all from him. And so the next passage I'm going to go to is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, which is also um, a lot of people say God won't put you more than you can bear. But that's not 100 percent true. <laughs> and so there's no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful and he will, allow that you, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be, may be able to endure it. And so like basically what it's saying is that God won't allow you to be tempted more than you can handle, but he's also going to give you the way of escape. The only way to overcome temptation and the only way to escape these difficult times is through him. He's going to show you how to do it, but that has you, it stretches your faith, like I said. Yeah. And so the world is wicked. The world is dark. And that's why people gravitate to these negative things. And so the way and the answer to get away from that is to understand who God is first and then the promises that he has for you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Wow. That's, that's really, really good. I love that you have scripture to back it up. That's one of the biggest things for me, making sure that there's always a reference to God with it, something concrete. I can have as many thoughts as I want. But I want to make sure it's from God, and that's so true, 100%. There's no part of that that I disagree with in any way. It's it's all about walking with God, plain and simple, knowing who God is, trusting who God is, and walking with Him in a way that's not, I'm going to be with you so I can be happy. It's in a way of, I'm going to be with you because you're my peace, because you're my joy, because... I love you so much for the love that you have for me. It's not anything of, I want to be with God because he has things for me. It's every bit, I love God because of who he is. He's my father. He's my creator. Understanding who he is leads to a love that helps you understand that scripture right there. It helps you understand deeper the season that you're in. And that really leads to the next question we have, talking about, how honestly it sounds cliche sometimes to talk about just cling to God. Just walk with God and you'll get through it. You'll be okay. You hear that all the time, especially when you're in that place, when you're in that situation, when you have the feeling of being alone, not knowing what you're doing, not being in the best place possible, having the circumstances against you in the moment. A lot of the time you'll just, just trust God. God will get you through it. And that's really hard to believe. It really is. What things, what habits, what would you say to the person that's in that place to help them better understand how to cling to God and why to? So how to cling to God, what I do is I wake up every day and I quote Matthew six thirty three, which talks about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so for me, it's a daily confession. I have to tell myself daily that, Lord, I'm dependent on you and your will for me today. I say, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide my steps today. 
And I ask the Holy Spirit before I make a TikTok to speak through me so I'm not making something that comes out of my flesh. Wow. The key thing to God is to remove this sin nature from yourself. And so that's how I do it. It's through a, a confession of faith. You have to speak scripture and you have to allow him to have lordship over your life. And then what was the other the other way that you phrased it? Is uh, how to clean how to cling to God in the moment. Uh, just really, you've, you've captured a lot of it, of talking about how you go about just following God every day. But when you're in that situation and you feel like God doesn't hear you, you feel like you pray and there is nothing there, or you pray and you're not really seeing anything else, what advice would you have for that person to help them better understand what they're going through? Okay, so I'm going to take you to a couple of scriptures again. So John 16, 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Hebrews 4, 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. So this is talking about Jesus, our high priest, who is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. It's not like Jesus doesn't know what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And then it says, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So that's the biggest difference between us and Jesus. The importance about Jesus coming down as a man is so that he would go through the things that we went through, yet he can show us how to do it without sin. So these tests and trials that you're going through, he's been through similar things, if not the exact same thing, and he's able to show you what steps to take in order that you can come out successful. And it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. We that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. The only way to get your help in the time of need is to draw closer to God. So despite you not feeling like God is there and that God is listening to you, he's still there. One thing that um, one of my spiritual mentors told me is that God is not a feeling. So no matter what you feel like, he's going to be there. He says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he yeah. said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So no matter what the thoughts are in your head are telling you, it's like you have to cold fast and cling to that. God is not a feeling. And so that would be something that I would tell people is to realize, like, no matter what season that you're going through, he's there with you. And you have to trust in that. And kind of adding on to that, for me, it almost gives me confidence sometimes knowing I have God and knowing talking about how God has been through things a lot like what we've been through, if not the same thing. And knowing that God's inside of me, that I have the Holy Spirit. A, a form of God, an expression of God that guides me every single day. As long as I call upon him, as long as I trust in him, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through the situation. I'm going to be able to keep walking. And it's such an advantage for us. It's one of the big things that I always look at when I'm talking about myself versus someone else in a way, not in a judgmental way, but you know, thinking about how I'm able to get through things versus someone who doesn't rely on the Holy Spirit. That's my advantage. That's God literally on the inside of me, shaping me, molding me, guiding me every single day if I just give him access, if I just give him the availability. And that's something that I think a lot of the time we forget. The fact that God is with us, the fact that God walks with us, the fact that he guides our steps, that he knows what we're going through, he understands but there's a purpose for it. And I think one of the biggest things that I've been able to see that's helped people in this situation is telling them it's an opportunity. If you're in this situation, there's some growth that is supposed to come out of it. Your job is 
to grow. Your job is to learn. A lot of the time we talk about purpose on this podcast. A lot of the time we talk about purpose in the community nights we do. And with that, almost every time it's in the form of, I don't know what it is. I don't know where I'm going. And they have this same feeling we're talking about right now, this feeling of loneliness, this feeling like God's putting them through something. And truthfully, all he's asking them to do in that moment is just to wait. And I think the waiting season and also other seasons where you feel like the world is against you, where you feel like people are coming for you, there are lessons to be learned inside of that. There is a reason you are going through it. It is an opportunity each and every day for you to grow, for you to keep walking, for you to learn. It is molding you into the person that God has called you to be. God is our creator. God knows everything about us. He places passions inside of us. He places loves inside of us, things that we want, things that we strive for. In the end, do you not think that we would get everything we truly desired, everything we truly needed if we followed God? He created us. If we give him everything we have, if I give him every passion that I have, if I give him everything that I want, everything that I need, if I give everything I can to him, in the end, God is going to give me those things because they were put into my life from him. They were placed in my life because of him. And so that's such a comfort to me, and that's something that I really want to push to the person feeling like that is in the place you're in right now, There is so much growth that can come from it. It is such an opportunity. Instead of worrying about what you're in, go after the thing that's going to get you out. Look for God. Chase after God. Read the word. Allow God to comfort you. He is our comforter. When God is somewhere, there is peace. It's not always looking for happiness. What it truly is is finding peace and finding God. And so if you're in that place, that is exactly what I would want to tell that person is find peace. And what is God? God is peace. So find God. It's it's that simple. It really is. If you're supposed to still be in the place of waiting, if you're still supposed to be in this place to learn, trust that God is ha- that God has you there for a reason. And be confident in that. Be confident in the fact that you're where God wants you to be. That should be our ultimate goal anyways. Each and every day I have to check myself with this ministry and my own walk. God, am I being who you want me to be? God, is me doing this? Is me making this shirt? Is me making this pair of jeans? All of these different things, this word that I'm about to bring. Everything that I do, I want it to be God's. I want it to be from God, purposed from God, because I know in the end he is my creator. And also, when I die, I know where I want to go. And I'm confident in where I'm going right now. And I want to be able to walk like that every single day. So I, I truthfully feel like it is the dumbest decision in the world to let go of God because of this feeling. If you're outside in the world doing this, there's nothing that can help you. With God, he's the one that can help you. He is the one that created everything. He is the one that is allowing you to go through this season, and it's for a reason. So cling to that, hang on to that. I think so often we just say cling to God, but we don't give the explanation, and that's the explanation for me. When you're going through something, absolutely rely on God because he's the strongest thing you have. It's not you. It's not a friend. Friends are great, and we'll get to that in a little bit more than likely, how important those are and how important those are for this situation. But before every other thing, cling to God. 
because that's who's got you there and that's who's going to teach you and make something great out of it. So the next thing that I really want to kind of transition into with this is with this situation, there's a lot of worldly things that can get to you. I feel like the devil really likes to take a chance. This is where he capitalizes the most. This is where we see most challenges, most different thoughts, most of the times where he puts different things in our lives that could ultimately drag us away. I want to ask you, how have you combated those different thoughts, those different emotions? And also, what things have you seen in your life, like friends, different examples that have helped keep you accountable help keep you in a place where you can get away from that situation sometimes of the hurt and get your mind off of it and find joy. What what things have you done? What things have you put around you in your environment to help you out in that situation? Okay, so I think the most important thing that we have to realize as Christians is God isn't going to do everything for us, and he's given us power and authority once we accept him and that we it's our job to live in it. So John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. And that's the peace that you're just talking about. It's not peace that the world gives. It says, my peace I give with, I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. And then it says, neither let them be afraid. So it tells us to let not our hearts. It doesn't say, I'm not going to let your heart be troubled. It's your job. And then 1 Peter 5, 7 talks about casting all your cares on him. He's, he doesn't say, I'm going to take your cares. It's our job to cast our cares on him. And like when you, whenever you're casting a fishing rod, that's throwing away. So it's throwing them on God. And then another big verse that I stand on, which relates to how I've been able to stand on this walk and stay in this walk, is 2 Corinthians 10.5, where it talks about, hold on, I'll, I'll just read it. Where it talks about us having control over our thoughts, because that's another big one with why people struggle. And why people go through things mentally is that they don't realize that they have control over their thought process. Absolutely. It says we just every arguments and lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. And so this is a scripture that I stand on daily because one of my 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 previous struggles was pornography and lust. Mm -hmm. And so that's a battle in the mind for sure before Absolutely. it even starts because in James 1, it talks about how that's another big one too. I could keep going with this. Okay, so basically in James 1, it talks about how sin is the desire of the flesh, but the you don't start sinning by just, your, you know, your body's going to force you to sin. It always starts with the thought. So you're, you don't have control over the thoughts that may come in there, but you definitely have control over the thoughts that stay in there. And so the longer that you meditate on these depression thoughts, these anxiety thoughts that aren't yours, people claim my anxiety and my depression, it's, co it's coming into agreement with Satan and allowing wow. him to work in your life, keep these struggles there. You have to watch what you say and you have to watch about, watch what you think about. So standing on these scriptures that tell us that we have control over our thought process and then standing on scriptures of telling us who God is and who God has made us are really big. And so things that have helped me on this walk and holding myself accountable would definitely be friends. I don't think people can, I don't think the church honestly expresses how important it is to have spiritual friends, have a spiritual walk. Like in Hebrews, it talks about forsaking out the assembly of our, uh, of our saints and of the souls. And so that's saying like, even if 
because like I got into a big disagreement with people on TikTok about the importance of going to church and the church not necessarily being a physical building. So even if you're not going to a physical building to go to church, it's still important to meet with people that are on this walk that are going to push you to be better because the people that held me accountable are the reasons where I am today. It's like if I if I'm relying on my own strength to do something, I'm not going to be able to do it because it's like clearly if I'm still slipping up in this area, I can no longer just do it on my own. Otherwise, I would have already done it. So finding people that can motivate you, that can um, bring you scripture, that can lovingly call you out when you're wrong are really big. And the most important thing is having people that point you to scripture, because at the end of the day, the way that you live should be based off of this book. Nothing else on what a pastor says, nothing else on what your mom or dad may say, it's the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so having people that are going to hold you accountable in love is a really, really big thing. That's so good. That is so good. I love that. And I completely agree with you. The importance of friends is so great. And it's something for me, honestly, I did not realize until probably less than a year ago. I'm someone that... I'm very closed off a lot of the time, especially when it comes to making new friends or anything like that. I'm not shy at all. I'll go up and talk to anybody. But for a long time, I thought I was more than I truly was. I thought I was somebody. You know, I I was a pretty prideful person. And I never really showed it in a way. I always loved people, never put people beneath me. But when I was walking around, I walked around like you didn't deserve to talk to me. You know, I, I walked around like I was too cool for a lot of people and I even I experience it now sometimes just from the habits I formed growing up people still today be like dang I thought you were a lot meaner like I was kind of scared of you before I actually met you and like now seeing you and now having conversation with you you're a lot more chill you're like the total opposite of the person that I would expect you to be and my answer to that is always because I once was that person and I'm still learning and I'm still trying to get out of it And with that, it hurt my community big time, my Christian community. I would struggle, and I didn't think I needed anybody else. I could do it all on my own. I didn't need anybody. And pornography and lust was a big battle for me too, man. And really what made me have the mindset of change on that was the pressure that was on me, knowing that I need to be able to serve my wife in the right way. I need to be able to serve communities in the right way. I need to be able to serve other people. I knew the calling that God on my li- God had on my life, and I was still walking in this place where lust was in my mind, and I was allowing it. And I saw something Chandler Moore posted it a long time ago, probably like five or six months ago now, talking about what do you tolerate. And the biggest change for me was asking myself, what am I tolerating every single day? Am I tolerating that thought? of what I could do to that girl on TikTok? Am I tolerating the action of walking down the hall of a, or walking in the mall and turning my head when a girl walks by, not even caring about what she looks like, just instead looking at, it, looking at her as she walks by? All of those things. Having this different mindset, just little tiny actions. I didn't realize how much it had control over me. And how my thoughts were. And it wasn't until I got a good community of friends that I was open with, that I could talk to about it, that it all changed. And that God put me in a situation where it was, hey, look, you've got to let go of this. You have got to walk in a new way. You have got to understand my word, what I want, and walk about it strongly. 
And I never took that action. I never did it until I had a true group of friends around me. I tell people all the time now, this community that I have in Valdosta, that vision has helped me build, that God has placed here, it's the best community I've ever had. It, it has allowed me to grow because I've got other people growing alongside me and pushing me and asking me how everything is, making sure I'm walking in the right direction, making sure I'm on the right path, and also spiritual mentors. Like you were talking about, that's a huge one for me too, having somebody text me that I look up to every single week saying, hey man, how is it? What's going on? What you up to? All of those things. I don't want to let those people down, but most importantly, I don't want to let God down. I don't want to let go of all that he's given me. And that's a huge part of my walk is making sure that every step of the way I'm checking on other people and they're checking on me. But none of that community matters if you're not willing to be open, if you're not willing to talk about it, if you're not willing to let it out. I know so many people that I've talked to. There was a girl that was in our community here in Vision in Valdosta, and she was talking about her depression and how she was on medication for it and how it had had a grasp on her for so long. And she told me that it was because she kept everything in. It had gotten so bad. Once she got over it, she's no longer on medication. She no longer needs anything. We prayed about it, and she was healed of depression. It was amazing, something that I was so happy to do that God blessed her with, that God placed in her life. And she's able to live that out from this point on, and I'm so grateful for God or to God for doing that. And with all of that, when she talked to me afterwards, she said it basically all came from this place of keeping it all cooped up for so long. All these different thoughts. She felt like she didn't have anybody she sh- she could talk to. And she came into our community. She saw the openness in our friend group. She saw the openness in everything we did. And she was willing to open up. Find those people for yourself. Find the people that you know will support you and help you walk about it in a new way. And there's one other kind of tactic that I kind of have in my mind of something that really relates to how I walk about life now. It's something that I lean on a lot, something that I refer to in my head a lot. And it's asking yourself, where do I place my joy? What are my values? What do I, what things do I have to do? What things do I have to walk in to be joyful? And I go back to a scripture every single time where God talks about don't place things of value in a vault or in things of this world where thieves and moths can get to it, but instead place it in heaven where no one can get to it. Give it to God. And when I thought about my joy in that way, uh, one of my greatest values, I want to be happy. Everyone does. That is one of the greatest values in my life. And so I was asking myself, what does that look like? What does placing my joy in heaven look like? Then it took me to another scripture where it says only pure joy comes from God. And it immediately clicked for me. It was like, you know, if I could place my everyday goals in things like making sure I read the word today, making sure I pray at least four times today. Just just a heads up for you, four times might sound like a lot. If you'll just say the blessing, you've, play, you've prayed three times a day. So if you don't say the blessing before you eat, do that first. You're praying three times a day at least. And, uh, and so with it, it was like, okay, how can I put my joy in a place where people around me can't take it? No longer do I let 
the words of someone else define who I am. No longer do I let the words of someone else hurt my feelings, take my joy. Because my joy, my values are not placed in that any longer. Instead, they're in heaven. They're in things that's going to help me grow. I'm going to be happy because I've talked to God. I heard God today. I read the word today. I learned something today. Those are huge things for me with the season that I'm in. I want to grow. I want to be the best I can possibly be to help change other people's lives on this platform that God is allowing me and pushing me to build. And so in all of that, it is all about defining what you put your joy in, what you put your happiness in. Are you allowing your joy to come from a place where you receive things? Because if so, as someone who is making things in the moment, myself, there's something called creative depression. I hate that it ends in depression because I really don't think it is a depression. I think it's the creative process, and it's the in-between. When you're making something or when you're going through something, when you're forming something, and you're doing all of this work, you're working so hard, but you're not there yet. You haven't reaped the benefits of it yet. And for so long in building this ministry, it was, I'm working so hard, I'm putting in all this time, but I'm not receiving anything. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And I allowed myself to get into a dark place with that. And then when I changed my where my joy came from, I no longer worried about that. Because it wasn't about if someone liked what I did. It wasn't about if I got to post something today and got a bunch of likes. It was now about what did I learn today? How much did I grow today? Did I talk to God today? Do I know for sure that God heard me? Do I know for sure that I'm walking in the right mindset? When I turned my joy, my values into that, everything changed. My attitude changed. And people noticed. People said it all the time. Take that step. Allow yourself to walk in that faith and in that boldness of not allowing this world to take it from you. Because like we said at first, culture focuses on negativity. It exalts sadness in every way possible. And if you can get yourself out of the world, if you can take and put your values, the things that you place your joy in, in heaven, people around here can't take it. The world can't take it from you. And so that's my biggest piece of advice for the person in that place. Just a little tip. Write down your goals and assess in yourself, okay, what things do I need to do each and every day to get to that place? And how can I make it something that's manageable and place my joy in that? And it's not a, okay, I'm going to be sad today because I didn't read the Bible four times. No, that's not it. It's a process. It's, it's progression over perfection. That's a big thing that Mike Todd uses. I love to steal it. It's a great mindset to have. It's all about making yourself the best you can possibly be. If you're in the time right now, if you're in this season where nothing's going right, where you don't feel like anything's going your way, where you don't feel like God hears you first, I promise you he does. We've got biblical evidence of that in this podcast. If you'll just go back and listen a little bit again. But also, know for a fact that in this process, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And in the end, you're going to be able to see it. You're going to get through this situation, and in four or five months, it's going to be like, golly, I learned so much during that time. Why was I so sad then? I could have been so much better if I would have just not let what he or she said said, get to me. It's so simple. It really is. Just walk. Just take the steps. Take the jump. 
where God's calling you and let him work on you. That's all it is. But yeah, man, that's that's pretty much all I got to say. You got anything else you want to hit on? Yeah, so I feel like the Lord placed a couple of things on my heart to say before we close out. And the first one is like noticing, like for me personally, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is that whenever your relationship with God is in a good place, like your joy is always going to be there. And that joy comes Absolutely. from doing what he says and knowing that you're in a place where God is happy with you. Whenever I was walking in deliberate sin, it was like, I always felt so far from God. And that's sometimes I was the most depressed. And so in first John three, um, six through 10, it talks about how, like, if you have deliberate sin in your life, you don't even really know Jesus. And so, like you said, what are you willing to tolerate? For me, it was not even what I was willing to tolerate, but what I was willing to sacrifice. Because if you're doing the same things and it's leading you to sin, it's like you're tolerating sin and you're allowing sin to be in your life. But it's like, do you even really know Christ? And so that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But it's important that you are sacrificing things because to expect the same result from doing the same thing or expecting a different result from doing the same thing is insanity. And yeah. so it's like, if you have things that are leading you up to sin in your life, that's going to keep you in the place where you're going through it mentally because you know God's not happy with you. And so for me, like where Jesus talks about cutting off your hand or gouging out your eye to enter into the kingdom of God. And it's like, for me, thankfully, we don't have to go through certain steps, <laughs> like cutting yeah. off your hand or gouging out your eye. But there are things that you can do that are sacrifices for him that'll end up to you leading a life that God is pleased with. And so in Proverbs 19, three, it talks about how men will do things that are of their own will and their own decisions and blame God for it. And then they're like, why did God put me through this? It's like, no, you made these decisions. So another big reason that you might be going through this storm or this temptation or trial period is because you're having things in your life that you're tolerating and not willing to sacrifice and give to God. And it's keeping you in a place where you can't even get to his peace and his joy and his freedom. Yeah. That's, that's it right there. That's good. That ties in perfectly to what we were just talking about. And uh, I really think that we've covered this really, really well. And I really hope to the listener that what we've talked about has touched you, has covered you. Even if you're not in that situation in this moment, adopt the mindset that we were just talking about if you haven't. It's not something, oh, you only need to cling to God when you're sad. That's something we see pretty often. I'm going to go to God when I need him. And God needs us all the time. Or really, he doesn't need us, but he wants us all the time. And with that, walk in faith, walk with him, and allow yourself to change. Allow yourself to be molded by God. Don't hold on to everything, because that's what builds up that anxiety. That's what builds up all these different things. Doing the same thing like John said, over and over again, is insanity. It's that simple. Allow yourself to change. Allow God to move in you. And sometimes that change brings some pain. Sometimes that change can only be done through tough times, and that growth can only be done through those times. So allow yourself to be walked down this path. God's going to hold your hand. God's going to lead you as long as you allow him to. And as long as we do that, I truthfully feel like this world's going to change because of you, because of the mindset that you've adopted and the things that you can do. And I strongly believe that every person has that call. Every person has the ability to change the world when God calls them to it. So keep walking, walk boldly, and that's everything that I got. John, if you want to add anything else, you're more than welcome. I'm good. 
I think it was a really good conversation for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, bro. I really, really love this conversation. I know our relationship's going to build. I know everything's going to keep on going for me and you. I can definitely tell that we're a lot alike. We have a lot of the same thoughts, have a lot of the same interests, all of those things. Be on the lookout for everything John's doing. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. Go follow him on TikTok, on Instagram. He's got some crazy good playlists on Apple Music. I love listening to them. Uh, it distracts me most of the time. I'll be trying to do homework or something, and your playlists are too good. I'll be over here vibing instead <laughs> of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So uh, go check them out. I'll put everything in the description of the podcast that you can go look at his stuff, go see what all he's got going on. And before we go, I want to tell the listener, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking this time out of your day. I hope we invested in you as the purpose of this ministry. And if you have any ideas of other topics you want us to talk in, if you have ideas of guests you want me to bring on, I am more than happy to make that happen. DM us on Instagram. Do whatever you need to do to get in touch with me or this ministry. You can Insta- you can DM Vision Men on TikTok or Instagram, or you can DM me on TikTok or Instagram. I promise I will answer. I promise we will get to it. And with that being said, I want to let you know that you're loved, that you're needed, and thank you for being here. Leave us a rate. Leave us five stars. We'd love to have that happen on Apple All Podcasts. Five. All five. All five. We don't take four. We don't take three. Nah, I'm I'm playing, for real. Give us honesty. Let us know what you want us to do better. I'm always willing to grow, always willing to mold it. And uh, we'll catch you later. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Visionary Podcast. I hope what you heard today touched you and helped you grow. If you would like to learn more about what we are doing here at Vision Ministries, you can check us out on Instagram at B-Z-N-M-I-N, Vision Men. If you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to leave a review. Give us five stars. Let us know what you think. And then if you also have any ideas of other topics you would like to hear from us, Hit us up on Instagram, DM us, tell us that you've enjoyed it, or tell us of potential ideas, potential topics that you would like to hear, and also ask us any questions about the ministry and what we're doing. We would love to connect with you, and we would love to invest in you. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day.